What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the big news to discuss is the report about Juan Soto declining a $350 million extension offer from the Nationals before the lockout. So the Nats offered Soto 13 years, $350 million as a contract extension before the lockout began, and Soto declined it. And Soto confirmed it. He confirmed this report. He said that he and his agents at the Boris Corp, no surprise here, Scott Boris is behind this, they prefer to proceed with the year-by-year arbitration process and then hit free agency after three more seasons. Where, I mean, he didn't say this part, but everyone is, the, the number of people are pointing to right now is that he's expected to make $500 million as a free agent, which is a draw-dropping amount of money. I mean, this this amount of money is draw-dropping. You have to remember, Juan Soto is only 23 years old. And he's being offered 350 to be able to turn down $350 million at 23 years old. It takes it takes a lot of confidence, obviously. But let me just say that he's not in the same position as many other players are, because a lot of players, most players would take that money. But we have to remember that Soto already is already financially stable. You know, he's already made quite a bit of money at this point. So he has he has the ability to take a bit of a gamble. I mean, this is not a bit of a gamble. It's a big gamble, right? Because 350 is already going to get him get him everything he he could hope for, honestly. A further 150 obviously is is great. That's a lot more money, but it's a gamble that, you know, if he let's say he gets hurt, that that 350 is no longer on the table. He's there there is no guarantee that he gets that 500 million we're talking about in 3 years. A lot could happen in 3 years. We've seen it many times in baseball, we've seen it in other sports. Where I mean, in baseball specifically, yeah, you know, we'll see a player bet on themselves, and then they get hurt or something goes wrong, and they don't—they no longer have that money available to them when they hit the open market. So it is a gamble. But we have to remember. So if we look at what Soto has made, you know, he he reached arbitration early as a Super Two qualifier last offseason, and then he that gave him an eight and a half million dollars salary for twenty twenty one. He's projected to earn about double that, you know, a little over $16 million this season when he goes through the process. And that's already $25 million right there that he's he's basically all but earned. So he's sitting on on, on some good money already. He's, he's, he's going to be fine. And he knows that he's going to be worth a lot if he makes it to free agency. That's the key, if he makes it to free agency. But this is a very good starting point for the Nats. It was 13 years 250 with no deferral. So that checks in just south at, south of $27 million a year through the 2034 campaign. The contract would have kicked in this season. And that's a lot of money to leave on the table. I mean, you, you'll see, you know, as long as Soto continues to perform as one of the league's best players, he'll see significant ch- jumps in each of his final two arbitration seasons. So, you know, he's supposed to get $16.2 million this year. Then he has one more year and then another year. So there's two more years after that. He could definitely approach or even top the $27 million salary that the Nats offered him on extension by the, by the time he reaches his final year of arbitration two years from now. Because if you look at Mookie Betts, Mookie Betts got $27 million in arbitration over the 2020 to 2021 offseason. And that's the largest ever salary for an arbitration-eligible player. And the fact that Soto 
was a super two guy last or two off seasons ago. That gives him, I don't know it was last off season. That gives him a higher jumping off point for future earnings than Mookie did at that time. Another frame of reference is the Fernando Tatis extension. So Tatis signed for 14 years, 340 a year ago. The offer to Soto just narrowly tops that, you know, at 13 years, 350. And we have to remember that Soto is actually negotiating from a greater position of financial strength than Tatis was. Tatis was four years away from free agency at the time he signed his extension. Soto is currently three years away. So Soto, you know, is, is closer closer to being a flight threat, I should say. That's why he's he's got more leverage, a little bit more leverage than Tatis did. But um, if you view Soto and Tatis as similarly valuable players, it's not surprising that we're seeing this kind of numbers for Juan Soto. You could argue about precisely where Juan Soto fits in the discussion for the greatest players in the sport, but there's no doubt he's among the top few. I mean, he's been one of the game's best hitters from the moment he made his debut as a 19-year-old in May 2018. His offensive production has checked in at least 43 percentage points above league average by measure of weight runs created plus. And that's in all four of his MLB seasons. So if you look particularly over the past couple years, he's really taken off. And he's posting video game-like numbers since the start of the 2020 season. He's at 322 with a 471 on-base percentage across 850 plate appearances. He's an on-base machine. He's walked in 21.9% of his trips, and he strikes out in just 14.2% of them. So he has he has the best strike zone awareness in all of baseball. I mean, among qualified hitters, only defending National League MVP, Bryce Harper has an on-base percentage within 50 points of Soto, and that's 50 points lower. Harper's OEP is 50 points lower than Juan Soto. So Soto is an on-base machine, and he's, he trails just Trey Turner in batting average, while Tatis and Harper are the only two batters with better slugging figures. This is since the start of the 2020 season. So Soto has done all this as a very young player. He just turned 23 this past October. So he's going to reach free agency in advance of his age 26 season. So there's no surprise He's being viewed by most people on a path towards at least the first $400 million contract. It's possible he could top $500 million on the open market. Because think about it. Scherzer just topped $40 million average annual value this winter by a wide margin. He's a 43.3. So $40 million over a 13-year term, which would run through Soto's age 38 season, would mean a $520 million guarantee. Just for instance, for instance. So there's plenty of time before free agency comes into focus for Juan Soto, but he and his agent are no doubt very aware of the chance he has at setting a huge milestone. But this is a gamble. Let us not forget that. This is a gamble. Let's look back at other players who decided to take the money instead of gambling. Ronald Acuna Jr. could have gotten way more money than he did, but he took eight years, $100 million. Ozzy Albies, the, the biggest the biggest steal he took he agreed to a seven years 35 million dollar contract in Albie's case he had been injured before this is someone who had I believe broke his arm before he knew that you know he needed the financial security he didn't want to take a gamble and he took a very he's extremely underpaid he makes five million dollars a year as an all-star 
it's unbelievable. But Soto is, is going to take the gamble and we'll see how it pays out or if it pays out for him. We'll see how it works out. But um, that's what's happening right now. He's the talk of town. But people are saying Juan Soto is the best hitter in baseball. That's what people are saying now in the offseason. I saw a video, an interview with Carlos Correa where he said, that, oh, no, no disrespect to Mike Trout, but Soto's the best hitter in baseball. I don't buy that yet. I'm not going to give it to him yet. Um, he's done good stuff, but Mike Trout has been doing the same thing. Like, if you look at, you know, the offensive numbers, Mike Trout has been doing this for much longer. Um, Soto has the potential to pass Trout soon, but Mike Trout is, is still the best hitter in baseball. He, he has a higher... I mean, if you look at the numbers, he, he does have better numbers than he has better offensive numbers than Juan Soto. That's objective. I mean, you can look at it for yourself. I mean, you look at uh, weighted runs created plus OPS plus whatever. I mean, his Charles career OPS plus is 176. OK, and that is higher than Soto's OPS plus in 2021, which is what he put. I mean, Soto had monster numbers in 2020, but that's a pandemic shortened season. So if you just compare career numbers, Trout's. OPS plus is still 16 points higher than Soto's for his career. So there, there you go. There's that in case anybody's trying to tell you otherwise, but that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it to someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on baseball connection.